Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hello, everyone. This is Scott Reichel, and this is the Betting Barrier Podcast on the Bleed Podcast Network, the Bay Area's number one sports podcast network. The only place of the show for every team in the Bay Area and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate the show on iTunes. We're also available in your favorite directory, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. You can find me on Twitter at Rice Shell Radio. On this week's show, we're going to talk about the San Francisco 49ers and their upcoming football matchup over the next week. But before we do all that, we have a quick word from our sponsor. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back on the football field once again. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more props, odds, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football-related. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use the promo code NFL100. BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back, everyone, to the Ben Bray podcast here for Thursday, December 8th. Before we get into the actual breakdown for the Week 14 game between the Niners and the Buccaneers. I do want to recap what happened last week, both for the Niners and for us with our bets. Starting off with the Niners, they had a very good win. They won 33-17 against Miami. Uh, the game was relatively comfortable. Most of the way through, uh, the Niners ended up leading at halftime by seven after McCaffrey had a receiving touchdown with four seconds left in the second quarter. Then they outscored the Dolphins by six in the third quarter. Miami did score a touchdown. Tyreek got loose there in the fourth quarter, and it was a one-possession game. But the Niners quickly just took care of business from there. Defensively, didn't allow another point, and the Niners won the game uh, 33-17. However, it was a really bad beat for us on the under. It was at around 46 at time recording, and they were sitting at 43 with about two minutes to go. Game's over if the Niners get one stop and Miami didn't really have any timeouts left. The game was over. It was really never in doubt. The one thing we couldn't have happened was either Miami scoring a touchdown or a defensive touchdown. And what do you know? The first play of the final drive, there was a strip sack for a touchdown, and Greenlaw had the fumble recovery. So we ended up losing on a defensive touchdown, basically in garbage time, which sent the game over. So heartbreaker there, but at least we won the side. Uh, as for the actual Niners game, uh, breakdown from the stats perspective, uh, you had the big news or big storyline during the game, which was the injury to Jimmy Garoppolo, who is out for arguably the rest of the season. You can argue during the playoffs, maybe he can come back, but he's going to be out for a while. Brock Purdy took over, actually played pretty well, went 25 of 37 for 210 yards, two touchdowns, one pick, uh, sacked three times, QBR of 56.9. Uh, going through the ground game, McCaffrey had 17 carries for 66 yards. Jordan Mason had eight carries for 51 yards. For the receiving core, you had McCaffrey, who led the way, 80 yards and a touchdown. Debo Samuel, 58 yards on six catches. Ayuk had five catches for 30, uh, five catches for 46. Jawan Jennings had two catches for 34. And you had Kittle, who had two catches for 22. 
and Juice Check also had three catches for 12 and a touchdown. As for the defense, the Niners were very good as they only allowed 17 points. They had two interceptions. They also ended up having three sacks, and they also forced a fumble on Tua, which was the one that was returned for a touchdown. Going through the actual sacks, shocker, Nick Bosa had a field day against the injured offensive line for Miami, and Bosa had all three sacks. We thought Bosa would dominate. We thought that with both tackles being out for Miami, that Bosa was really going to do whatever he wanted, and he had three sacks. So he was great the entire game, and he's the one who forced the fumble at the end, but Greenlaw had the fumble recovery touchdown, and to go through the interceptions, you had Fred Warner, who had one, and Lenore, who had one, uh, and Jimmy Ward, who also had one, because Skylar Thompson came in, and he also threw a pick. So the Niners forced... Four turnovers, and they also had three sacks. It was really just a great game for the defense, especially when you remember that Miami's first offensive play was a 75-yard touchdown to Trent Shurfield. So after the first play for Miami, the Dolphins had roughly 230 yards of offense, which was just a real clinic by the Niners' defense. So great job by them. They dominated up front. They dominated in the line of scrimmage, and that was really the story of the game as the Niners won comfortably. Now they take on Tampa, who is fresh off of a thrilling come-from-behind win against the Saints on Monday Night Football. Was one of the ugliest games of the year for the first 50 minutes or so, and then the game picked up because the Saints choked, and the game really uh, fell apart for New Orleans once Mark Ingram went out of bounds before reaching the first down marker with about six minutes to go, and then after that, Tampa took over, and the Saints blew the game going into prevent way too early. But to go through the stats here, uh, Tampa won that game 17-16, 14 points in the fourth quarter. Brady had 281 passing yards, two touchdowns, one pick. Uh, running the ball, they did nothing. Fournette had 49 yards. Rashad White had 28 yards. Uh, you go through the receiving core. Godwin had 63. Evans at 59. Rashad White had 41 yards, including the game-winning touchdown reception. Kate Auden at 28 yards and a touchdown. Fournette had 32 yards. Uh, White also lost the fumble, and Brady did have an interception. But Tampa offensively, for really three and a half quarters, was useless. And then it woke up at the end when uh, New Orleans went prevent and just stopped doing what was working. But uh, the Tampa defense was good, though. Only gave up 16 points. Uh, they only gave up 298 total yards of offense. The Saints only had 14 first downs. Tampa had 25. So Tampa's defense was still very good. The offense was just really bad for most of the game. And Tampa, despite playing terribly, ended up winning. And now they have a full game lead over, or game and a half lead, over Atlanta in the division. But either way, uh, to get into the actual spread and total for this game, Niners are favored by roughly three, and the total is around 38 or 37 and a half, shopping around. And for this matchup, I know Purdy is at quarterback against the greatest quarterback of all time. Do I really care? Is that a blind backing of Tampa? No. I think Tampa's not a good football team. I think defensively they're pretty good. Their secondary is still banged up. Winfield Jr. is still questionable. Sean Murphy bunting might not play again. So their secondary is banged up, and I don't think their offense is good. Their offensive line's not very good. Brady can't move because he's basically a statue at this point. And you're looking at how the offense played. I'm not going to overreact to the final six minutes of regulation. They were awful for 
about 54 minutes. And I think the Niners defense is going to take Brady's head off. I just don't think they can block anybody. I think Bosa is going to have a great game. And the secondary is going to be able to really put the clamps down on these receivers. Once again, Tampa does not throw the ball vertically. They throw a lot of their passes in the flats. They try to compromise for a bad offensive line with really, really quick passing patterns and try to get the ball out of Brady's hands quickly. I think the Niners will be aggressive at the line of scrimmage. I think they're going to press the receivers. And I think Brady's going to get sacked a bunch. So for me, I'm going to go with San Francisco. Tampa's defensive line is good. Is it great? Not really, especially since Barrett got hurt. So I do think that the Niners up front should dominate both in the offensive line and the defensive line. And I think that will be the story of this game. I think that it'll be similar to the Miami game in the sense that the Niners will be able to dominate the line of scrimmage. And I think that that's going to be the story of this game. I think it'll be ugly. I think it's going to be a hideous game of football. And if you're not a Niners fan, you should maybe watch something else. But I do think that the Niners will win this game. They've been very good at home. They're 5-1 and one straight up at home. Tampa, once again, they're 6-6. Six and six. You can argue that they're the worst 6-6 and six team in the league. It's really close. But San Francisco's 5-1 and one at home. Tampa's 2-3 and three on the road. They're on a short week after playing Monday Night Football. Tampa's in first place despite having a negative point differential. I think the Niners are the much better team. You can argue besides quarterback, the Niners have the most talented roster in the entire league. But the point differential for the Niners is roughly plus 100. It's plus 92. Tampa's point differential is negative two. I just think the Niners are on another level. And I think that only laying three at home against a team on a short week is an absolute steal. And Purdy, I think, is decent enough to be a game manager to not blow you the game. Give me the Niners. I think they'll win the game comfortably. But I think they'll win this game somewhere around maybe even like 17 to 6. I think it's going to be really ugly. There's no guarantee Tampa's going to score a touchdown in this game. But I think the Niners will do enough with the offensive line to have a couple of long drives, maybe settle for field goals. But I really think Tampa's going to have a hard time moving the ball in this game throughout. And that'll be the story for me. So give me the Niners minus the three and give me the under 38 as my two plays for this week 14 contest. But that's going to wrap it up. For this episode of the Benabria Podcast, we'll back once again next Thursday. Until then, good luck to all of you and all of your bets. Bye, everyone. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.